Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Life and Sport Podcast. We've got an early start this morning, but, you know, early bird gets the worm. If you can't see, I do look a bit naked, but, you know, we we live, we grow, we keep going. Um, we are joined by a very special guest. She's a uh, 2021 Rugby League World Cup England Lionesses representative. She's just recently signed for Leeds Rhinos Women's and coming off the back of a successful 2023 campaign with York Valkyrie, her name is Grace Field. Thank you for joining me today slash this morning or this evening where you are. And how's your week going so far, Grace? Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, it's been a busy week, been at work, been training. Um, but yeah, we've had our first session back with England on Saturday. So all good. The wheels are still in motion. That's that's good to hear. It's good to hear. As obviously everyone's gearing up for a, a ripper season, men, women, everyone, wheelchair, everything. It's going to be a great year for rugby league in England, in Australia and everywhere else. So my first question is always for every guest. What is your earliest memory of rugby league? Oh, um, I have a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think in terms of playing my Dad took me down to my local club, which is Alton Raiders, mm-hmm. um, to join the infamous Rockies Mini Raiders. And um, I think there's a lot of rugby league players that have gone through Rockies Mini Raiders um, and went down and I just fell in love with it there and then. Um, I think he thought it'd just be something that'd occupy me for a couple of weeks. I'd get bored and move on like yeah. I did with the rest <laughs> of the sports that I did. Um but it didn't quite work out for him. <laughs> I'm still playing now. Um, and I also remember my first ever game that I went to. Um, went and we sat in. We sat the row in front of Ali Lawatiti, who had just signed yep. for Leeds. And I remember, um, like you could just feel his presence at the back of you, and he signed my ball for me. So, uh, yeah, that's awesome. So you're a Leeds girl through and through, growing up as well. Yeah, yeah, I grew up in the south of Leeds um, and just rugby league fever hit me quite young and it's stuck with me ever since, yeah. That's um, very interesting because a, a lot of people, um, especially not necessarily this sort of crossover with with rugby league and, and football in the UK, but definitely in Leeds there's a big divide because the, it's a big football side at Ellen Road, but there's also big rugby league at, at Emerald Headingley. Um, if you don't mind me asking, did you follow both or did, was it just Rhinos like from day one sort of thing? Um, I've I've always followed Leeds United. Um, it's not like in the sense that they're my team, they're my football yep. team, but um, I definitely had much more investment in Leeds Rhinos, had a season ticket and that, but I always knew what how Leeds were getting on because um, my dad and my granddad are big supporters so I always had an acute awareness of what was going on. So exactly so your focus was rhinos and your dad and <laughs> grandfather would tell you how United were doing. Yeah exactly they'd feed, they'd feed it into me I don't think they'd have um, allowed me to support anybody else. Oh honestly same I myself have Leeds heritage my dad is from Leeds his dad's from Leeds their dad's all the way dating back generations Leeds so very much the same my dad would instill in me you know how Leeds United were doing how I'd again I'd mainly focus on the Rhinos because rugby league is a big thing here much more than football and so I'd be I'd be focused on the Rhinos but dad would always tell me about United unfortunately we were going through a trash time but you know there's definitely been <laughs> a great last you could say 10 years it's been pretty bloody good for, for Leeds United but this isn't a football podcast I mean it is but it's not a it's not a Leeds United podcast wish it was and so we're continuing the questions about your career and your 
following and whatnot. So obviously we just covered what team you followed growing up. The next question would be, obviously you got the call to make your debut for, you could say rivals to an extent of Leeds Rhinos women, which is the York Valkyrie. What was it like when you found out you were getting, you know, your first professional Super League women's start? Um, I I moved through from the Castleford Tigers midway through, um, I think it was the 2021 season, um, okay. post-COVID. And uh, it was just great. I'd, be, I'd been at university in York for three years at that point. And I was just, it was a city that felt like it feels, it still does, feels like home to me. Um, really nice little city. And yeah, um, the second that I was approached and said, would you be keen to join York? It was a bit of a no-brainer for me. I love the city. I lived in the city. And um, it was, it sort of felt an unfinished, I had unfinished business with the city of York after university. So the chance to go, I jumped at it. And um, yeah, it was a great opportunity. Well, speaking of, it was an absolutely ripper season for York Valkyrie. Um, you know, you guys ended up winning the grand final. What was the season like from, it would have been a whirlwind basically, but what was it like for you personally and as a team in particular? At what point did you guys, obviously you have the belief from round one, really. Every team needs to have that belief that you can do it. But at what point did you sort of start to feel the actual, hey, we can do this, we can get this win sort of thing? I think coming in for pre-season, there was a, there was a strong sense of confidence around the team, uh, which is always a great thing to have. Um, but I think as a team, we had felt wronged quite often in the sense that we deserve, we knew yeah. that we deserved to be better. We deserved more trophies. We deserved to be winners. And I think that mentality really steered um, York through last year. Um, the re- so like it was very relentless in that pursuit of um, silverware. Um, for me personally, it probably wasn't the season I wanted, um, having surgery midway through on a mm. long-term shoulder problem, but it was great to see that everyone else reaped the rewards of the hard work that they've been putting in throughout the season. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's not just yourself. It's sorry, it's not just the the team of 17 on the day that win the grand final. It's the squad that helped the whole season, whether someone plays one game, that one, that one game that that player had, helps the the end goal in, in that season. And as you just mentioned, you had shoulder surgery in the middle of the year. Obviously, earlier in the year, just like not obviously this year, but last year just gone was the Rugby League World Cup. Um, obviously, it was postponed due to COVID. It was a home World Cup and you were called up to play for the Lionesses again. What was that like getting your call up and being like, I mean, I, I know you'd represented them before, but a World Cup? it's something special more so than a test match sort of thing. What was it like getting the call up to represent, you know, your nation, your, your family and at a home world cup as well? Yeah, I think it being a home world cup made it even more special. Um, but yeah, to get that call up was just unbelievable. Um, don't really think words can kind of describe the feeling of it. It's It was one of those where it was just really special. It felt like all the sacrifice and everything that you you sort of like you have to not remove from your life, but um, overcome like, sort of thing. Yeah, so the overcoming of like various sort of like roadblocks and all the sacrifices you make, not going out with your friends on a weekend and having to sort of like have few but like not celebrating birthdays properly, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, it somewhat made it worth it. Yeah. Um, which it it was great. It was a great feeling, and to be included in that squad, uh, 
and to be, get to spend so much time with such incredible women, yeah, it was it was a great feeling and almost like a relief because we were, we were made to wait. <laughs> yeah. We were made to wait to find out. So um, yeah, it was a definitely definitely a big big relief for me that day, and it meant that I, was... I could then sort of like switch not sort of like switch focus and just fully narrow in on that World Cup. That's incredible. And also, as as we just said, it was a home World Cup, so there would have been no, you know, international travel sort of thing all the way over to Australia or New Zealand or France sort of thing where, you know, you could literally stay home basically for lack of a better term and focus on that, not having to adjust to a new climate or anything like that. So I'd have, that would have definitely been a, a big help as well. But, and also being able to play in front of your family and your friends. Um, at what point, you know, when, when you're on the field and you're staring at the crowd and you see, you know, your family, what was that like being able to do that? It was, It's great. Like you say, to have a World Cup, you've obviously got the home comforts. I think it was really helpful for a lot of the girls in camp being able to, have that sort of like immediate access to family, to friends, being able to just sort of like go about your normal day-to-day business, go grab a coffee. You know, we um, stayed at Wheatwood, which is where we've had multiple camps and we do train. So um, it, it was one of those where it was, it was very comfortable for us and definitely, definitely helped us sort of like in terms of recovery and preparation. But to... To be able to have your family watching you, it's something special. Like, there's not many sort of like occasions, especially internationally, when you're required to travel, your family can't always make it, which is quite bittersweet that you get into play, but like mum and dad out there to watch you. But it's one of those, it's, it was fantastic. And just to see all the people that turned out to support us, it's just unbelievable. That's incredible. And obviously going off the back of um, this past successful season with the Valkyrie, you signed with the club that York ended up defeating in the grand final, my beloved Leeds Rhinos. Um, Again, what was it like getting the, you know, the call from whomever at Leeds and saying, Hey, we'd love to have you to a point of now you're in the preseason in the trenches with the girls. Yeah. So um, after the, after the grand final, um, for me, I felt it, like it was time for me to. Uh, I needed a change. I needed to freshen freshen myself up a bit. Um, felt like I'd gone a little bit stale. So um, I, I approached Leeds and just asked if there was any opportunities available for me at the club. And I then quite. I went and sat down with Lois. We had a coffee and we just had a chat about where I saw myself going, what my vision for myself was, and what what Lois's vision for the club was, and how. How we can like how we aligned and it just seemed like it just seemed like a very natural fit for me. Um, obviously, growing up supporting Leeds, it made that decision quite easy for me in terms yeah. of knowing to, knowing that this was the right move for me. And I've got like I have I don't have any regrets. I think it's it's been a great move for me. And um, hopefully this year I'll um, come out of the blocks firing. Absolutely, fingers crossed. Um, and obviously, so far you've not played a game yet for Leeds, but obviously that's definitely coming in in the near future. But obviously, we've got some sort of fun questions to go with that. And at the club so far, who have you picked up as being, you know, the pest or or, or the jokester of, of the side? Um, well, there's there's a there's a few jokers in the group. Um, okay. Yeah, I'd say Kira Bennett's definitely one. Mm-hmm. She's she's a little she's a little pocket rocket. She's always okay. 
So I was, I was bouncing around somewhere, dancing to something, or like you can hear, like you can hear her before you see her. Okay. And then okay, there's, yeah. there's also um, Kaya Glynn as well. She she's a bit of a joke. She's she's funny. Everything that comes out of her mouth, hilarious. I don't even think half the time she means to be. Yeah. But she's just a very funny individual. Um, but like, yeah, like in, like what, like. You'd hear the other one coming before you'd see her, and this one you just laugh looking at her, sort of thing. <laughs> not, I not, mean, not, you, you wouldn't laugh at her because you're looking at her, but it's you just look at her and you just start laughing, sort of thing. Yeah, some of the stuff that comes out of her mouth, it's it's unbelievable. But you know, she's she's a great cat. <laughs> They're both great people to have around. They really lift the mood yep. um, of the group. Um, yeah, there's a whole host of characters in the team. It's such a such a good culture to be part of and like everyone's like it's just it's just so fun and like really enjoyable yeah like it like feels so homely feels you want to go training to see people and um it's just like there's it's it's, like i say the culture at leeds rhinos is it's fantastic and i think it's one of those where you want to go training to see people you want to get involved, you want to give 100% because you know that the girls on the left to the left and right, you'd sort of like, metaphorically, you'd take a bullet for them, which is really nice, yeah. That's incredible to hear. That's such a that's great to hear that there's that vibe going into this season as well. Um, As a Leeds Rhinos fan myself, I can't wait to see, obviously, how the team goes. And fingers crossed, they're back there, and you're back there with them with the grand final. Hopefully, on the right side of the of the trophy this time. Um, and obviously, final question about Leeds so far is who controls the music at training sessions? Oh, um, that's a great question. People get asked if they want to DJ. I never volunteer to DJ because <laughs> I, I I don't. And if you get asked, you're like, trust- no. No, I, I, I get, I'd probably get rinsed if I put my music on. Yeah, uh, but, what um, is your I music taste? I listen to a bit of everything. I know that sounds really cliche, but I can. I've got everything on my phone from like Dom Dollar and dance music right through to Slipknot. So it's a real eclectic mix. It depends. I like something with a heavy beat on a game day, but I've been reliably informed that once again, Kira Bennett is in charge of the music on a game day. Okay, um, so and, she's the game day yeah. locker room music DJ. Yeah, she's the hype woman of the team. Okay, she brings she brings the vibe. Okay, so but you're you're yet to see this. So after round one, we're gonna check in and find out if she if she's got the the music to match the vibe. Um, <laughs> we've got some quick fire questions and then two final um, you can say deepish questions, and we'll wrap yep. it up from there. Your feet deserve a break, guys, and what better way to treat them right than with a new pair of thongs? And guys, Toei thongs has you covered. No word of an actual lie. These thongs are the comfiest pairs I've ever ever own straight out of the package soft as heck you know they come in single plugger and double double plugger i'm currently rocking the single pluggers um yeah guys for just 30 dollars per solo pair and the more you buy the cheaper they get and who doesn't love cheap thongs you know they also offer a monthly subscription to receive a pair every month for six months so if you're a thong fiend or just need a new pair be sure to head to toeythongs.com use our code life and sport 15 for 15% off at checkout. So the quick fire questions, first of all, Apple or Android? Apple. Absolutely. Um, what is your favourite movie of all time? 
Oh. Yeah, big question. <laughs> I'm not a big movie person. Um, okay. What's your favourite show then, if you're a show's person? At the moment, I'm a big fan of What We Do in the Shadows. Okay. I've not yeah, seen that. A... I, I've I've been recommended. Is it good? It's it's hilarious. They also, there's also a film a version of it as well. So I'll say I'll say those two. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'll say my favourite show at the moment. Do you recommend the movie first or the show? Um, movie first, but I think the show's funnier. Okay. Okay, I'll keep that in mind when I'm when I go in like to watch the movie and then when I watch the show. The show I'm currently binging and I've I'm binging it for I think the seventh time um at the moment is Ted Lasso. I like you can't go past Ted Lasso. Yeah, it's great. It's got so, it's got some good little um, nuggets in there, hasn't it? Some good little oh. quotes. Oh, some great quotes and some really you could say touchy subjects in sport that are covered and it's just it's incredible. Um how do you like your steak? Uh, medium rare. Very nice. Very, very true. I had someone the other day say, uh, say well done, and it's just, oh, I should have ended the interview then. What, what, what's the point? What is right? the point? Exactly. If I, want to eat a, if I want to eat a manhole cover, I'll just go to the road. Like, <laughs> uh, oh, they're just honestly. At that point, well, yeah, why? Um, and my final question of quick fire is what is your drink of choice? That can be alcoholic, that can be energy, that can be whatever drink you like your go to from the shop oh. fridge. Ooh, I'm a bit of a sucker for an iron brew. Ooh, okay. Iron brew. Yeah. I do I do like an iron brew. If not, I'm a full fat coke gal. Yeah, fair. I'm currently yeah. sipping on a caffeine um, Coca-Cola because I've just woken up. Um, and I, I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of coffee and I'm not the biggest fan of um, energy drinks, so I'd rather have a glass of Coke. I know that sounds gross, um, but I'd rather have that because it's got caffeine in it than um, and a cup of coffee, et cetera. But yeah, Iron Brew, that's very interesting. Obviously, it's a very popular drink over in the UK. Um, to anyone who doesn't know that's in Australia who may not have experienced Iron Brew, what does Iron Brew taste like? I don't know. <laughs> orange, but not okay. orange. Okay, so like it, it's it's a really strange flavor, but is it like fizzy orange juice sort of thing? No, no, it just it it doesn't taste like the orange of the fruit, but it tastes like the color orange. Which I, I totally know. get exactly what that means. <laughs> it's it's strange. Like if Powerade orange was to be fizzy sort of thing, if that makes sense. Um, I've never had a Powerade orange. Um, how would I describe it? I don't know. I think Iron Brew is just an experience you've got to have. It can't be described. It's just it's a shared experience. Okay. Well, um, I've actually never had an Iron Brew, but there is Iron Brew available at my local supermarket. So next time I get you on the podcast, you have to try one. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Next time I've got you on the podcast, I'll grab a can and I'll crack it and I'll take a sip. My first ever taste of it. I'll wait to however long it takes and I'll crack it for you. Um, final two questions we've got is: What's three life lessons you know now that you would tell your younger self? Um, I think first one: Don't panic. It's yeah. all going to just. It'll sort itself out when it's when it gets tough. It's it's tough. It's awful, but it it gets easier. It'll like don't panic about it. Yeah. 
like you, you never you never hand, you never give them all you can handle um not panic i think take your rehab seriously because it's going to be going to be a long slog if you're not committed to that and just enjoy it more like i think if i could go back i'd i'd enjoy it i'd, I'd definitely enjoy it more okay. i think there's been times where i've taken i've been far too serious and far too restrictive of myself to rather allow me to, allow enjoy. to be in the moment yeah rather than be, being present and being in the moment so that's one that i'm still still working on but it's one that i'm committed to okay um well that actually brings up a not the next question but i'll ask that in a bit but the second one where you said take your rehab seriously because you know if you don't it'll be a long slog sort of thing um with the shoulders injury slash surgery that you went through midway through last year that you mentioned um we, we is, is that sort of the advice that you're thinking of like did you take rehab obviously you took it seriously but did you say maybe not take it as seriously as you could have and it and it had like a long-lasting effect so far or you know um tell us about the rehab for that I think uh, so. I had my first surgery age eighteen, nineteen, I believe. Oh wow! Was that for shoulder? Uh, yeah, that was on my shoulder. And um, given the the way that the game was back then, it was very much um, so like you, you didn't have the same support you do now, which gotcha. I didn't didn't rehab it. Went straight back after three four months once I'd been cleared by the surgeon, um, gotcha. and didn't really take care of it until sort of like. It started dislocating, falling out, and just giving me trouble again. At which point, obviously, don't even get me started on that. I dislocated my shoulder seven times last year. It's yeah, it's it's never fun. No, no, it's definitely not. But no, so okay, so you you didn't rehab it properly back then. But as you said, there was a lot less resources in women's rugby league compared to what there are. I think just in terms of like general sort of like rehabbing better, like taking it more seriously. There's been times. When I've been younger, I'd like it'd be it'd be a toss up of spend your evening, so like watching a film while going to the pub or something, and or do your rehab, so like take ten minutes to just do those little movements, do those stretches, and um, I'd often pick or I'd just neglect to do it. So there's been some times where rehab hasn't been at the forefront, but now I like to think I'm a bit more conscious in that. You've only got one body, <laughs> and yeah. if you don't yep. look after it, it's it's gonna it's gonna sort of like it's gonna let you know if it's not happy. So <laughs> that's fair enough. And yeah. and how is your shoulder going so far now since the surgery midway through last year? Yeah, all good. All good. We're all good to go. Um, being back in training now fully um, since Christmas. So um, that's all good awesome. to go. Looking forward. To, looking forward to testing it out. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and obviously that goes without saying the final question is what's next for Grace Field? Just to have, a, just to be able to have a 2024 season where I'm playing, I'm happy, I'm enjoying myself and winning silverware with my team. That's yeah. awesome. I'm just going to click 